0: You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com.
1: We're talking Washington Commanders football right now on the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio
0: 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Eric Bieniemy's introductory press conference took place yesterday afternoon. He was introduced as the offensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders. The press conference made it really difficult to say he doesn't interview well. Really difficult. He handled it well. Which, which the reason why I'm bringing that up, you may be saying, why were you expecting him to not handle a press conference well? Well, the guy's interviewed, I think the the number was 16 times for head coaching jobs, and he's gotten none of them. Right. And and he's the the offensive coordinator of the best offense in the NFL uh for the last five years. And usually when you're the offensive coordinator of the best offense in the league, you get head coaching jobs. So he was getting head coaching interviews, which makes sense, and he wasn't getting the jobs. So, so there was this groundswell of he must not interview well. He must, you know, when the pressure's on and people are asking him questions that he's not prepared for, that he's not expecting, or maybe that he is expecting, he clams up or he, he panics and he answers poorly. So, I mean, if you are somebody that doesn't interview well, a press conference, I mean, yikes, right? That's like saying, I don't know how to swim and, and throwing you off a, a high dive or off a cruise ship or something. Now you're in the, the open ocean. It's like, that is the worst case scenario. You know, like public speaking, all you're going to have to do is like sing the national anthem at the Super Bowl. It's it's just as bad as it can get. So I'm going into this with like, maybe it's because the expectations were low uh, because of that. I mean, we even talked to his college roommate. We talked to Mike Pritchard, who was his college roommate and teammate at Colorado. And and he was like, you know, BNME doesn't interview well. Not those exact words, but he hinted at it and we got the picture. So I'm watching this press conference and I'm just kind of going, he's, he's doing well. He's doing well Eric Benemy on uh, his maybe possible goal of going on to be a head coach after being offensive coordinator
1: being a head coach right now it hasn't happened. It's not anything that's going to impact me moving forward because the only thing I need to concern, be concerned with, it's what's important today. Today, I got to be the best person that I can be. I got to be the best coach that I can be. And on top of that, I got to get these guys in this building to learn to trust me, to get to know me, but also understanding what the term accountability means. And so I have to be accountable to these men. All right. So all that stuff about being a head coach, we can talk about that next year sometime. Right now, I'm focused on the job at hand.
0: That sounds darn near politician good. That's, I mean, it's definitely head coaching, right? Like presidential, that's head coachal. I know a couple people in the DC media that cover the team daily, right? They're around. Uh, so I, I reached out and I was like, all right, you know, what was the vibe? Both of them said the same thing. I don't know how this guy uh, has a reputation for being a bad interviewer. They both independently said the same thing. Like, I don't know where that came from. I don't know how people could possibly end on that. And it's not like it was all softballs, right? I mean, that, that head coaching question, that's not an easy one to navigate because it is very obvious that he's taking this job in order to one day be a head coach. But that's something that you can't really say out loud, right? He can't say, well, if things go well, I'll be here for one year exactly, and then I'm going to leave him in a lurch. Like, he can't say that. So he handled it well. The Lashawn McCoy question. If you missed it uh, earlier this week, Lashawn McCoy, who played for Eric Bieniemy for a year, really gave Eric Bieniemy a negative review. Said he has nothing to do with the passing game. He doesn't really. Uh, uh, talked or speak to the team as a whole he leaves that to Andy Reid and he doesn't treat people well like speaking wise he kind of belittles them he was really really negative about Eric Bieniemy. so you knew that question was coming and again Bieniemy in a tough situation in his introductory press conference handled it well.
1: well LeSean McCoy is a future Hall of Fame runner okay everybody's entitled to their own comments and how they feel when it's all said and done with, I think that's all I have to say because he's entitled to his own opinion. That's life. Okay, you got good, and you have bad. You know? It does not impact me in any way. Because one thing that you learn when you're in this position, you have to learn to eliminate distractions. All right. My job is to focus on the now. Everything outside these walls has no impact on Eric the enemy moving forward.
0: I like everything except for the fact that he talked in the third person at the end. Eric Bienemi needs to focus on what Eric Bienemi can be Eric Bienemi. Like, I, I don't need him talking in the third person. But other than that, great answer. Fantastic answer. He even gave, he even gave like a little uh, Hall of, future Hall of Famer, right? Like, even a little like, hey, LaShawn, what the heck? I'm complimenting you. But hear this you're a distraction. Like, that's great. And by the way, it, it's, it's great because like the outside, right? Us, you. Uh, the media in DC, the fans in DC, everyone heard it. And, and that's, that's very, very good for him. Right. But I'll throw this out there as well. Guess who was sitting in the front row of the press conference? Terry McLaurin. Guess who he was next to Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson and Jahan Dotson and Sam Howell and other players, Cam Curl, defensive players were there. They're looking at a guy who is going to be addressing the team or at least the offense. Right, LaShawn McCoy saying he, he never talks to the offense in, in big offense meetings. Might might say a thing or two to the running backs. Well, guess what? He was talking to everybody in that press conference, and, and the offensive guys that are going to be there were sitting right there paying attention. And they didn't have to be. Now, in the scheme of things, right? Like you always got to kind of put things in perspective. In the scheme of things, it's a press conference. Right, the real judgments will come based on how well the offense plays. Right, if if you handle all of it, like I, I, I'd much rather have somebody that doesn't lose than somebody that is a good loser. Right, I'd much rather have someone that puts a great offense on the field than someone that is really good in the press conference after uh, uh, being shut out. So, so I do understand that in the scheme of things, this is like one drop in the bucket, but it's a drop in the bucket, right? And for Bienname, it's it's a big drop in the bucket. For his personal goals of wanting to be a head coach, there were 30 teams out there, probably not the Chiefs, probably not Washington. Uh, actually, no, maybe Washington. There were 31 teams out there that were watching that going, oh wow. He does look kind of like a head coach at that podium right now. I know, yeah. I mean, we interviewed him. I didn't see it, but now I, I kind of see it. Right? That happens with quarterbacks all the time. Like Jalen Hurts this year, there were a lot of teams going. Oh yeah, you know I didn't think that thing was gonna work that he like that he did at Oklahoma, but it look at that it's working. Yeah, well, I I wouldn't have expected it. We missed out on that one. Then you call like your lowest level scout and you yell at them, why didn't you? All right, GMs around the the league right now are going. That was pretty darn head coaching of him. Maybe we should keep him on a, on a short list if we move on from our guy or if our guy retires. Side note, by the way, uh, Matt Nagy today was announced as the offensive coordinator to replace uh, uh, Eric Bieniemy in in Kansas City. That's a beautiful spot to be the offensive coordinator of Kansas City. The only thing I will say is, I mean, there's nowhere to go but down, right? If, if you are the fourth best offense in the league next year, everybody is blaming you for being the fourth best offense in the league, which doesn't seem fair, but that's what happens when you step into an offense with Patrick Mahomes. Um, the other thing is that quarterback job, quarterback coaching job, whoever's going to be the quarterback's coach of Kansas City, that's a pretty desirable job. I'm telling you right now, there are power five like offensive coordinators that would love to have that job. There might be power five head coaches that would love to have that job. If you're trying to be a a head coach at the NFL level, being an offensive coach, an offensive quarterback's coach for two or three years of, of high-level, like MVP-level quarterbacking is a great resume builder. And guess what? Having Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback almost guarantees that it happens. You could take away his best receiver. You could take away his best running back. You can take away a whole bunch of stuff. He'll be like, uh, what do we have, a Juju? Let's go ahead with Juju. Do we have... No, Michael Hardman's going to be hurt all year? Fine. Um, uh, do we have a Sky more? Let's pick up a Tony and let's make it happen. So I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I formally put my hat in the ring to be Patrick Mahomes' quarterback coach. And literally, you might be saying, oh, you think you know enough? No, I'm saying you don't have to know that much. You just go, Pat, you good? You good, Pat? All right, cool. See you after the game. I'll be good at the podium. I can do that. I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll have the, the the media on our side. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1 is what I tried to say there. Kind of all jumbled together. Uh, call line, 757-687-9494. Text line, same number. Dreamlawn's text line, 757-687-9494. By the way, those Beach It Festival tickets, they've been given away. Uh, so if you're calling in for the tickets, sorry, you missed out. You can buy them at BeachItFestival.com. That's BeachItFestival.com. Daniel Jones. Here's my question about Daniel Jones. Is Daniel Jones, he does have someone who feels like you have to say the first and last name, right? It's like Michael Jordan. Is is, is not saying he's like Michael Jordan, just the name. Is Daniel Jones the most in-demand quarterback in NFL history that is coming off a non-injury-shortened 15-touchdown pass season? He threw 15 touchdowns. He is asking, reportedly, for $3 million per touchdown pass. Crazy. We'll dive in coming up. Like a double bogey on a par
1: four. The action starts at three and goes until six. This is the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio
0: 94.1. Is Daniel Jones the most in-demand quarterback Coming off a 15-touchdown pass season in, in NFL history. Is he? Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Uh, call and text lines if you want to answer that question. Same number, 757-687-9494. That's the call-in line. That's also the Dream Lawns text line, 757-687-9494. Diana Rossini was on Greeny talking about the the DJ and Giants negotiation. Here it is.
2: The last I spoke with people involved in all this was yesterday morning, and the numbers were still very off. There was a number floating out there, I think around forty five million. Joe, I was told that that was higher than the number he actually was looking for. It's more in the forty one, forty two million dollar range. The New York Giants looking more in in the high 30 for Daniel Jones. So, unless they can figure out an agreement, this has got franchise tag written all over
0: it. 41-42. By the way, there was another, another reaction there. Was that Greeny when she said 41-42 and he went... <laughs> yeah. Play that one for us.
2: The last I spoke with Wait people involved in all this was yesterday morning and the numbers were still very off. There was a number floating out there, I think around 45 million Jones. I was told that that was higher than the number he actually was looking for. It's more in the 41-42 million dollar range. Oof. The New York Giants
0: looking- Gosh, the reaction the reaction sounds today are fantastic. Oof. Uh I here's the crazy part. I don't think like like realistically if the Giants put Daniel Jones on the non-exclusive franchise tag, I think there would be teams willing to give up two first-round picks for him. Which, they didn't pick up his his fifth-year option one year ago. Now, there are teams out there that would be willing to give up multiple first-round picks, plus sign him to a big, fat new contract if they didn't protect him at all costs. But I, I really want other teams to ask themselves this, right? Because it's a big decision for, for the Giants whether they go, right, if we're assuming Diane Rossini's right and it has franchise tag written all over it, if they go exclusive franchise tag, it's $45-plus plus million That's needless to say, even in football, right, even in professional sports, which feels like Monopoly money, $45 million on a one-year deal is a lot of money lot of it but if they put him on the non-exclusive franchise tag it's 32 which again still a lot of money 32 million dollars a lot of money but that's at least 13 million dollars in difference which is also a lot of money so they have to decide does anyone out there really want to sign him to a gargantuan deal and guarantee us two first round picks Because if they're confident that there's no one out there that would do that, they could save themselves $13 million, which like that is the best tight end in the league money. That is the best running back in the league money. That is uh, a wide receiver that they so desperately need money. So if you're a team out there on the open market, ask yourself this. Do you want Daniel Jones? Right. That's simple, right? And if you say yes, I want you to ask yourself this more specific question. Would you want Daniel Jones without Brian Dable? Because remember, what D, like DJ was a turnover guy there. Then Brian Dable showed up, and he's no longer a turnover guy. Think about Josh Allen. Josh Allen was a turnover guy until Brian Dable coached the turnovers out of him. Brian Dable left. Guess who led the league in turnovers? Josh Allen. Now, the good news about the Buffalo-Josh Allen deal is, I mean, even if he turns the ball over a bunch, he's still really, really good. If Daniel Jones turns the ball over a bunch, I'm not sure you have the value. Now, let's go positives on this one. Why would you want Daniel Jones? Ready for this? This is going to get into stereotypes. He's uh, sneaky athletic. He's deceptively fast. He's more mobile than you think. Right? These are all the stereotypes that you, you say about, you know, Traditionally white quarterbacks that can run—that's like the, the the basketball version of—he's a gym rat, a coach's son, he's sneaky, athletic, all those sorts of things. He can run like that. Like that's the way to put it. He can run, but you don't get the heat of having a running quarterback, even though that's exactly what he is, right? That's why you're excited about him, even though he's only thrown for 15 touchdown passes, because he brings you 700 plus rushing yards in the running game. He can run. I almost feel like I went when, uh, like Booby Miles, and he can't pass. Uh, Friday Night Lights shout out. You don't get the heat of being a running quarterback. We had a caller in today say they they wouldn't give up two first round picks for Lamar Jackson basically on principle. The caller said I don't like running quarterbacks. I don't think they can stay healthy. I don't think they can win championships. Daniel Jones, for some reason, isn't thrown into that, right? It's like, I don't want Justin Fields. I don't want uh, Lamar Jackson, but uh, well, yeah, I'd be interested in Daniel Jones. It's like he that he brings the same amount of value relative to his passing value. Not saying he's as good of a runner as those guys, but but he's not that great of a passer compared to those guys either. But he does bring that. So if you're in a modern offense and you want to have your quarterback be able to run RPOs where everything is a threat, the handoff to the running back is a threat, the keep and run is a threat, and the pass is a threat. If you want, ready for this, a triple threat, he can be one of them. That's where his value is coming from. Daniel Jones, the guy that everybody says is like a clone of Eli Manning. He came from Duke where he played for Eli Manning's old coach. He has kind of a blank face most of the time. Like Eli Manning, the thing he brings to the table is that he can run. That is the anti-Eli Manning. If I had to guess, he's going to end up on a franchise tag with the Giants. But if it's the non-exclusive tag... I think the the Giants would have to match a pretty decent contract to keep him, or they would receive the two first round picks. And I, it blows my mind how far he's come. We have to spin the wheel. There's only a few slots left. Matter of fact, we only have two more quarterbacks to go. There's three slots that it could land on: dealer's choice, which I would put him wherever I want to put him; uh, Green Bay, which would be hilarious. If they move on from Aaron Rodgers and then just give a ton of money to Daniel Jones. Uh, and then odd man out, which he, I guess he could end up a non-starter somewhere, which I don't think that's going to happen because someone's going to have to pay him a bunch of money. But we'll spin the wheel just to see. Again, the wheel of destiny, it has to be just pure destiny. The Cosmos are making the decisions, not us. Let's go ahead and spin it. The closest one that is open is Dealer's Choice. I'm going to put him on the Giants. Right? That's, uh, want, want, want. It's boring, but it's it's likely going to happen. I don't see him leaving. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. There's one more quarterback to go. And actually, they kind of make sense at Green Bay. So we can pretty much pencil them in there, as according to the, the wheel. Although, dealer's choice is still available also. And uh, an odd man out. And odd man out. And he might be the odd man out. So actually, th- we still have to spin the wheel. Uh, Ryan Tannehill. If you want Derek Carr, and more importantly, if you want Jimmy G, shouldn't you also kind of want Ryan Tannehill? Stick around. The
1: biggest sports talk show in the heart of the Sunbelt universe, The Tim Donnelly
0: Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Every year, there's a forgotten quarterback. This year, it's the Tan Man. Does no one call him that? The Tanny Man can. Nothing? I like it. I like it. Nothing. Ryan Tannehill? Anything? T. Hill? Wrong T. Hill, Tim. Right T. Hill. Well, it depends. He's not a terrible person. Is that the one you're talking about? The other one that is a terrible person?
3: It yeah, was definitely not as good of a player as
0: the other. I don't know. Has Tyreek Hill ever led the league in passer rating? Tyreek Hill's the highest paid wide receiver in NFL history. He didn't make as much money as uh Ryan Tannehill did last year. Huh? 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 Money talks, right? Money value, get paid more, you're worth more. Bada boom, bada bang. Why the heck does no one want Ryan Tannehill? Why, Why the heck is the NFL not beating down the door of the Titans to acquire Ryan Tannehill? If you are going all in for Derek Carr or Jimmy G, shouldn't you at least call about Ryan Tannehill, see if you can get him on the cheap cheap? They're talking about, by the way, we'll play it again. Diana Rossini was on Greeny talking about trading Derrick Henry.
2: Derrick Henry, right? W- what What's the future of Derrick Henry in Tennessee? Do they want to stick with this type of offense that we're seeing with him being obviously the center of it, the nucleus of it? Or do they want to move it in a different direction? I think that's going to be something we're to keep an eye on.
0: If they're moving on, potentially, from Derrick Henry, here's my pitch. Hey, Tennessee. Am I speaking to the Titans? Cool. Uh I mean, if you're moving on from Derek Henry, you got no use for a Ryan Tannehill, right? You want to go on to the next generation. You want to bring in the next. So let, let me take them off your hands for you. I'll send you a third. Is that cool? Cool. Deal? Deal. Done. Done. Handshake. Nod. We'll send it. We'll have our people send the, the paperwork to your people. I mean, they're obviously hitting a bit of a reset. The Titans are, right? This core, whatever that core was, I mean, they they flirted with being a true Super Bowl contender. They never really got there. And now they're kind of resetting on the fly, right? Taylor Lewan, three-time Pro Bowler gone. Robert Woods, one of their big money acquisitions gone. Uh, the previous year, Julio gone. Talking about maybe one day possibly trading Derrick Henry. There's no use for, for Ryan Tannehill. But Ryan Tannehill led the NFL in passer rating a few seasons ago, had another season where he was top five in passer rating. He was top 10 last year. A little injury thing, sure, but it happens to everybody. If you're a team out there and you just want someone that isn't going to mess things up, you want the steady Eddie, stable veteran, he has to be on the list. Anything Jimmy G can do, Tannehill can do also. I'm confident about that. But yet I never hear his name popping up and you might be able to trade for him which means you don't even have to go through the negotiations. If you need a bridge, he is like the the Golden Gate of bridge quarterbacks. He would be the Brooklyn Bridge of 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 I don't know, is Brooklyn Bridge seen as a good bridge or just a historical bridge?
3: I think it's a good bridge.
0: It's fun to walk across. It is. It's been up for a while. Just seems like if you put that next to like the Golden Gate, it's it's not going to look the same. But I'd put them both quality bridges. He, he is a, a Golden Gate slash Brooklyn Bridge of bridge quarterbacks. He would be one of the better options. But yet nobody is bringing him up ever. And I and I don't get why. Other than the fact that he, I mean, maybe he's a little awkward when he scores touchdowns. Right, he goes to do that little that little jump finger roll thing that he does when he scores. And every once in a while, he like hyper extends his knee while he's doing it. He, it's it's I yeah okay. Like how he stands on the sideline might not be the way you want him to stand on the sideline. But if it, before I negotiate with Jimmy G's agent, because Jimmy G's about his money, always has been. I'm going to go, you know what, before I, I get talked up to spending more on Jimmy G than I should, let me call the Titans and just see. Like just see if they're they're willing, right? See if it's a firm no or a soft no. All right, let's go ahead and spin the wheel, see where Ryan Tannehill is going to end up. Uh, the options that are left are Odd Man Out, Green Bay, and Dealer's Choice. Uh, for those of you that are just tuning in, all week, it's been quarterback week here on the Tim Donnelly Show, and we put a wheel with the teams most likely to need new quarterbacks as slices. Think Wheel of Fortune, right? The little slices of the the, the wheel. Uh, we've filled just about all of them up, but we need to place Ryan Tannehill. We'll just go with... It's either going to be closer to Green Bay or closer to Odd Man Out, whichever one's closer, right? And, yeah, everything's going to be closer to one of those two. I had to make sure there's not, like, a tie directly across. So, yeah, they're all going to be closer to one of them. Let's go ahead and spin the wheel. That is Odd Man Out. Ryan Tannehill. Odd Man Out. If he's not a starter, that's kind of even the wheel. Is, is playing right into everybody else. If Ryan Tannehill is not a starting quarterback week one of next year, something wrong has happened. And even if, like, if he's starting for Tennessee, but they have somebody on on the, the roster that's like, like, if they go to Malik Willis quickly or if they go to somebody else quickly, something is wrong because he can help a, a team that is built to win now. Now, I'm not saying you're gonna you're gonna bring them in and give them, you know, another $120 million deal over three years or whatever it is. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying it, there are 15 quarterbacks every year that are above average starters. And the other quick math, quick math, 17 teams in the NFL are looking for someone that can steady the ship or a young guy that they can develop into. If we say half of them have a young guy, all right, we're looking at like eight. Nine different teams that are looking for a veteran to steady the ship and give them a chance to make the playoffs. That is Ryan Tannehill. That's the Tan Man. The Tanny Man can. That's Ryan the Thrill Tannehill. I don't. Again, I'm not. I'm not setting the expectations at like he's gonna throw 40 touchdowns and five interceptions. I'm setting him at he probably won't lose the game for you. And there's a lot of lot of teams out there that routinely have quarterbacks that are like always flirting with losing the game for you. Give up a mid-round pick and get him? I think it might happen. I think it might work. You know what? Package them. Get Tannehill and Derrick Henry. Let's bundle. You ever watch American Pickers? They're all about the bundles. They're like, give me the old Exxon sign. I want the the antique toy and the motorcycle. I'll give you $12. Then they turn around in the, their little confessional. Bought it for 12 Think I can sell it for 12000 Going to make a nice little profit. Frankie. Tim Donnelly Show. If you don't watch American Pickers, that made no sense to you. But don't worry. If you did watch American Pickers, spot on. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. Get your texts in now, 757-687-9494, because when we come back, we're going to read your texts and we're going to ask, does that do anything for you? Stick around.
1: All day, you've been texting the Tim Donnelly Show at 757-687-9494. Now it's time to read those texts and ask, does that do anything for you? On Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1.
3: That's right. Does that do anything for you? Brought to you by the Newport News Shipbuilding, a division of HII. And Tim, at the beginning of the show, we talked about Lamar Jackson. What's he going to do? Where is he going to go? And from David in the 757, the Bears are going to be stupid and trade first-rounders and Justin Fields for Lamar Jackson.
0: Why would that be stupid? That's my first question. Because, why, well, you don't like running quarterbacks, so you don't want Lamar Jackson? Then you want him to keep Justin Fields? Like, or do you think there's not that big of a difference? Because where they stand right now, unless Justin Fields has done quite a bit of developing in the passing game, there is a big difference. Uh, Probably a couple first-rounders worth. So, sounds like a fair trade to me.
3: Brian and Chesapeake thinks Lamar Jackson should go to the Titans and Tannehill
0: should go to Atlanta. Lamar Jackson to the Titans, Tannehill to Atlanta. Uh, I, don't, I don't think Atlanta wants someone that is going to make them good but not great. I think they are not built in a way that, like, they just need a veteran to not get in the way. They need someone to come in and be dynamic to win, which is why they're they're linked to Lamar so often. Um, if, you're, if they're going to get someone that's not, like, an MVP candidate, they're probably better off uh, stinking for Caleb Williams.
3: From the 757, this texter believes that the Ravens and the Packers – should just do a straight up swap, Ravens and Packers, Lamar for Aaron Rodgers. That's what I'm guessing. I I can't imagine they would. Okay, want there's Lamar a lot for, of there's uh, a for Jordan Love there. I there's a
0: lot it. of people out there that think the Ravens are dummies, right? We had somebody call in and say it was going to be Dak Prescott for Lamar Jackson straight up. Like the Ravens say no, uh, Aaron Rodgers for Lamar Jackson straight up. The Ravens say heck no. Maybe, maybe they think because the Ravens haven't re-signed Lamar yet. That's what, I mean they might not they might not love Lamar as their long term guy forever. That doesn't mean they're gonna give him away. It's like hey they haven't signed Lamar to a long term deal. Uh, here's what we should do: we should offer them Chase Claypool. See what happens, right? They don't like him. It's like no, they're still not just gonna give him away. They're gonna get in the, at the very least they'll get a bidding war going. Tim from the seven five seven. We've been getting this text in all
3: week about spinning the wheel for taylor heineke can we clear the board and spin for a backup role for taylor heineke i hate to just put him there but
0: why not here we go here we go bad spin i stopped it bad spin we're gonna do it again i was going lefty trying to hold the mic so i'm just gonna i'm gonna do it right-handed here we go New York Jets. Not bad. That's not bad at all. If you throw Heineke on the Jets with a young quarterback or a veteran quarterback uh as the projected starter, I mean, somebody gets hurt, he steps in, all of a sudden, bada boom, bada bam, him and Garrett Wilson, nice little connection, Brees, Brees Hall making it work. I like it. I like it. That and works. He, he also strikes me as like he he'd be really good in a in a market like New York City. He I could, agree he could become a star. Put the put the razzle dazzle on him.
3: From the 757. Speaking of the Jets, the Jets should go all in on Lamar. They have a top five defense and they would be knocking out a championship.
0: I like the idea of, of the Jets taking a big swing at quarterback. Their roster is kind of complete, um, especially if Brees Hall comes back healthy. I do think, yeah, they can they can take a big swing. I think they're likely gonna go like veteran Rogers Carr. But if they could go Lamar Jackson. I'm with it, I'm with it. The question would be if the Ravens would trade him to another AFC team. They might say it has to be NFC. Um but again, if they could swing it to the Jets, swing it to the Jets.
3: From Mark in Virginia Beach, I think Baker Baker Mayfield with Washington makes a lot of sense. Rivera did say he would like a cheaper veteran
0: to battle Sam Howell. I don't hate it. I don't hate that at all. Um they also kind of have similar builds, right? Sam Howell and, and Baker, a little bit on the shorter end of starting quarterbacks, a little bit more, uh, you know, m- mobility looking to throw rather than mobility looking to run. Uh, yeah, I think I think they could run a, a similar offense. I don't hate that at all. Ask Eric Bieniemy; He's the new offensive coordinator. For the 757,
3: Tim, is there a conflict of interest with Bezos owning the Commanders and Amazon having Thursday night football?
0: I'm sure there'd be something that has to happen. I, don't, I mean... I don't know. Take him off of day-to-day operations of Amazon. I, I don't. I don't know the the details. He might have to. I don't know. Step aside. I. But I'm sure if he wants to buy, I have actually heard that the NFL wants him to buy because he can so easily clear the 30% threshold. There's some rule that you have to own it. Like the majority owner has to own a certain amount, and you can't be all investors and banks and stuff. So, uh, so I. Yeah, I think they would. They would bend over backwards to make that guy feel comfy.
3: From the 804, Tim, I agree with you. Derrick hey. Henry still has value. I think the Titans could probably get a second or third
0: round pick for him. If you can get a second round pick for him, you 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 run to sign those papers. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1, coming to a close. Uh, Derrick Henry today's top shot? because I talked about trading him a bunch, and I don't don't want that guy mad at me. Derek Henry, today's top shot. If you want to be a top shot, check out Freedom Shooting Center, the premier shooting range and gun store in Hampton Roads. Thank you to Robbie for keeping us up and running. Thank you to everybody that called and texted in. A shortened version of the 757 at 6 is coming up next because ODU men's basketball has their regular season finale. At home against Marshall, opening tip at 7.0. Broadcast starts at 6:30, so we'll give you some 757 at 6 up until then. Uh also, thank you to Larry King Law for presenting the show. If you are ever injured in an accident, give him a call, 757 INJURED. That's 757 injured. 757 INJURED. We'll be back with 757 at 6 up next.